You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Hello, and welcome to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. Thank you for joining us today. We're your hosts. My name is Marcy Davis, author of Working Like Dogs, and my co-host is my service dog, Whistle. And Whistle and I are thrilled to be with you today to talk about our favorite subject, working dogs and working animals. And today, our guests are Isaiah Schaefer and his assistance dog, Megan. And Isaiah is an Iraqi veteran, and he's the first Marine to receive an assistance dog from Puppies Behind Bars. So we're really excited to talk to Isaiah, and we'll be right back with him and Megan after these messages. So stay tuned. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. your dog some thought with dog thoughts it's the iphone application that everyone's talking about hey, what do you think of this a man in davis california says he's invented an application for the iphone that claims it can read your dog's mind huh? no it's true now i read about it on my cat's twitter page that's why jay leno talked about it cbs reported on it and now you can see what all the buzz is about Created just for dog lovers, Dog Thoughts makes taking photos of your furry best friend more fun. Shake your dog and read his mind. <gasps> On your iPhone, of course. Take a pic of your pup, shake your phone, and watch as his thoughts appear on the screen. Does he have a bone to pick with you, or is he having a tail-wagging day? Get your Dog Thoughts iPhone app today. Just 99 cents. Go to PetLifeRadioPromotions.com. That's PetLifeRadioPromotions.com. Coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, this is the place for a special paparazzi treat. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. I'd like to welcome today to our show, Isaiah Schaefer and Megan. Welcome, Isaiah. Hi, how are you? Great. We're so thrilled that you could be with us today and talk with us about your experience with an assistance dog. My pleasure to be on the show. Thanks for having me. Great. So you have completed three tours of duty in Iraq? That's correct. I was uh, infantry. Um, I was with a special unit, um, a riverine assault unit. Uh, small craft company, but I was infantry anyway. And uh, I got out of boot camp in 2002, in September of 2002, about a year after the anniversary of uh, September 11th. And um, it was actually a year and two days after the anniversary. 
And I went straight from there to SOI, a school of infantry. And um, I, after school of infantry, I was put into the special unit for uh, riverine assault. And we shipped out to do the main invasion of Iraq. So uh, we were in support of a lot of units. And we went up there and did a first tour. And I came back uh, for my first tour un- unscathed. Uh, went back for a second tour as infantry. My boat was sunk. And I was regular infantry again. And I was actually wounded uh, near Syria, up near the north part of Iraq, Haditha. Um, I was wounded and came back from that, was medevaced home. And then I went back for a third tour as infantry. I fought in the battles of Fallujah and all that sort of stuff. And then in Al-Ramadi, I was in a, I was in a, a Humvee explosion that, that wounded me. So that was my uh, tours over there. Wow, that was quite some tours then. My goodness, that that's quite... Yep. Yeah, you you in were fact, there. In fact, on my on my birthday, my twenty first birthday, uh, I landed back in the states um, after being wounded a, a second time. On my twenty first birthday, I landed um, right back in the states, June eleventh of two thousand and five. And so, when did you get back, Isaiah? When I were got, you? Com- got back in two thousand five. Was my last tour. That was the last one. Okay. That was my last one. That was my second. That's the second time I got wounded. Okay. And so how did you hear about puppies behind bars and start thinking about getting an assistance well, dog? Well, what happened was um, I didn't know I was struggling with PTSD really bad, um, post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, a lot of Marines, soldiers, and sailors have it. Um, and this it's, it's, not, it's not anything new. It used to be called, you know, uh, it used to be called battle fatigue. It used to be called um, all sorts of things back in the day. It was, you know, I forget what they used to call it back in the day, but there was, you know, battle fatigue and, and even Civil War veterans had it. But now it's starting to, Vietnam veterans had it real bad. Right. Um, but now we're starting to get, get help for it and whatnot. And I started to notice that I had symptoms of it, you know, just nightmares, flashbacks and whatnot. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I would lock myself up in, the, uh, in, in my room for days on end. And I would lock myself up in my apartment and just not want to leave. And because of the outside scared me, it didn't not not fearful of what was outside, but fearful of what I would come in contact with. If something would spook me, if a loud noise would go off, if I was in the grocery store, I couldn't see right behind me directly, and I, someone would come up and put their hand on my shoulder, and it would scare me to death. So my mom, after several trips to the veterans hospital, um, just to seek help for PTSD. They prescribed medications and whatnot. Um, just help with sleep and, and everything like that, and just calm my nerves. Uh, my mom, Katie Kirk, did a special on Puppy Behind Bars. I never saw it. Never saw the special. My mom said, you know what? I think my son might be interested in this. So she mentioned it to me, and right off the bat, I was interested. I took a, a great interest in, in what she was saying. And I, as soon as she said it, I, I went online to puppybehindbars.com. I applied, and within a week, they said, because of the severity of my PTSD, and my mom wrote a letter and also saying I wasn't the same man I, I was when I went over there. They said I was, I was approved for a dog. I'd have to wait a month or two because uh, um, they wanted a trainer for my specialty needs. So she already knew all the basics and everything. But they wanted a trainer for a veteran. So she that's what they did. And, and I ended up with Megan. Didn't know her name until two days before I got her. So <laughs> Didn't know well, if she was a boy or a girl or chocolate or what. I didn't know. But I was excited. Yeah, you just knew she had four legs and a tail. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's so wonderful. And I'm just, you know, I'm so 
amazed that it's taken us this long to identify post-traumatic stress disorder, but I'm so glad that there is a name for it now and that people can get services and we can start talking about it and realizing that it is very real and a need and that there are lots of ways to treat that. Absolutely. You know, post-traumatic stress never will go away for any Marine. You know, World War II veterans, uh, Vietnam veterans, it never goes away, but there's things you can do. And now, finally, they're teaching you how to deal with your triggers. You know, what would trigger it? Smell, sight, sounds, and what you can do to, to have it. And Megan is a perfect example of, of that. And I feel bad that it took so long for them to get this program going, um, but they finally did. And, and uh, you know, when I have my sights, my sounds, my smells, that trigger my flashback. Megan's right there, and she's right here with me now, and she jumps up in my lap and starts licking my face. And, you know, I didn't have that in Iraq. And Megan takes care of me for that. So. Mm-hmm. And so that's what she's trained to do specifically is to lick you and get your attention and get you to focus on something else? That's correct. If I'm shopping, I'll, have a, I'll give her a command to uh, watch my back, and uh, she'll turn around and watch my back, and she'll sit. And if somebody comes up from behind me, she'll stand, and which alerts me that someone's coming up from behind me. That is um, so cool. Yeah. Uh, if, I, if I'm talking to somebody face-to-face, I'll have her do a block. I'll say, Megan, block. And she'll come in front of me and just stand just uh, right in front of me and right in front of him or her. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. just so I have my cushion of space so I feel comfortable. Um, That's great. How did they train you and Megan together? Did you guys have to go through a training period? How did they do that, Isaiah? We did. We did. In November, um, they flew me and one family member, all expenses paid, they're wonderful, by the way. It was uh, Papa John Bars flew up me and my mother down to Florida. And um, we went down to Florida, and they flew Megan from New York. She was trained in a prison in New York. And she was trained for since she was 12 weeks old from in a prison, just like the rest of the dogs. Um, and some of them went to kids with autism, some of them kids with handicap, some went to, you know, all sorts of things. But she was trained especially for a veteran. And... They flew me, me and my mom down to Florida, and I met Megan for the first time in our hotel. And I remember it was an amazing experience. She came running. I mean, service dog was out the, out the window. She was not a dog or service dog at that point. She was a puppy. So <laughs> she came running, and she, she knew who I was, and she came running up licking and all that sort of stuff. So we met for the first time down in Florida, and we went through two weeks of training. I had to learn all the, uh, the 86 commands that, that she knows. Um, I had to learn them. I had to learn the proper way to use them. And all that sort of stuff. I'd learn how to groom her, how to take care of her, how to, you know, all that. Because grooming her and, and all that, that's also therapy for, for a Marine with PTSD. You know, just running my hands through her hair is, is comforting for me. But, um, yeah, they, we had to go through the two weeks of training. Actually, I had to graduate uh, the training. We had to do a final period of, you, and you, I'm sure you know, you know, you have to do the search dog test. Yep. Mm-hmm. Public access that test, so. So you had to go through all of that. Were you in a class and a training by yourself with a trainer, or were you with a group of other veterans or other recipients? I went down there, and they flew another man from Washington State. Um, his name was Gary, and uh, he was in the Army, and he also suffered severely from PTSD. Um, and they flew him down, and his dog, Mitzi, was a, a yellow lab, and her and Megan were best friends. <laughs> and it was hard to separate them, but we went through class together, myself and Gary. And Gary had a friend he brought with him. Oh, so that's great. That's great. Nice. So you had the support of each other, which was really nice, I'm and, sure. And I would look to him, and I would ask him questions like, you know, Gary, what, what, uh, 
you know, is Mitzi doing this or is Mitzi doing that? And he'd be like, yeah, I know, it's just, something's weird. Like, and so we'd have the support of each other and, 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 and you know, we'd, we'd practice with each other uh, in our hotel rooms at night, you know, practicing commands, practicing all that sort of stuff. And then we'd let them play together and go out by the pool and all that good stuff, so. Yeah. Well, it's hard work going through service dog training. I know when I went through the first time, they called it boot camp. And for me, I know it's probably, yeah, well, you can really say that since you've been through both. But I really. This one was a little easier and a little bit more fun. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, you definitely get that furry critter that becomes your part of you, um, which mm-hmm. is definitely an extra bonus for that second boot camp. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's really interesting. And so you didn't have to pay any anything for Megan. She was free or did you have to pay for her? No, she was uh, she was completely free to me. The only thing I have to pay for now is, you know, vet bills. I, I, have, upkeep, I have the upkeep, but she was, I think, and, and don't quote me on this. I mean, this is just a roundabout. What I heard is about 22 grand, 23 grand. Um, from puppy to me. Yeah. That's that that sounds very Train that sounds, and, and food mm-hmm. and shots and all that sort of stuff. So I didn't have to pay a dime, not a dime. And they flew me to Florida and we ate off their dime and everything. It was just a wonderful, wonderful program. That's awesome. That is so great. So you so, said that. So tell us a little bit more about Puppies Behind Bars. They were based out of Colorado, and now they're in, they have they do upstate New York, and the prisons up there is where the puppies are trained, and some of the prisons up here like Bedford Hills and stuff like that. And these programs, um, these inmates, and if you go online, if anybody goes online, it's www.puppiesboundbars.com, and you can actually see the tu- the tutorial, and and you can learn, you can see the dogs' names that are going through training, the ones that's graduated, all that sort of stuff, and it, it's therapy for the inmates also. Um, these inmates become so attached with these dogs. I have a journal from when Megan was first received until the day she left of her trainer, her trainer who was who was an inmate, and her trainer was uh, a female who was um, in jail for um, what I understood was for murder. But she had to go through a big background checks, all sorts of things, just to get into this program. This program, and the words she wrote in this journal were just they're like poetry. You know, Megan, you came to us today, you know, as a puppy, and you're leaving, and you, you learn how to sit and stay today, different things like that, and mm-hmm. it was just amazing, and, and you know, it was therapy for them, too, and it was, oh, I'm sure yeah. it was hard to let them go, and, and wonder, are they going to a good family, are they going to a good veteran, and then, and, you know, one of the last pages was, I heard you're going to a veteran today, I hope you do as well as you can for him, as you've done for us here, and all sorts of things, so, probably behind bars is... They've been, you know, the most supportive, too. I can call them any day. And I, I called them just yesterday, and I said, you know, I need more pamphlets uh, about the program because I want to hand them out to veterans around Quantico. I need I need a new vest because Megan got a little chunky for, for a minute uh, because I was I was feeding her too many uh, sweet snacks. So, you know, I need a new vest because she grabbed the old one, so they'd send me that, or I need a new patch. Or stuff like that, and they all they always take care of me. Always, there's there's not once they have not said no. So That's and they just awesome. I had a problem. I had a, um not a problem, but Megan didn't do what she was supposed to one time, and uh, they flew a guy from New York to Fredericksburg for the day to troubleshoot the problem. And within the end of the day, the the problem was done. She checked up on me, made sure Megan was doing what she was supposed to do, and that was that was the end of it. I mean, and then he flew back home, and I was like, wow, for one day they flew him down here. 
That's they, awesome. They, they make sure that the dogs are doing what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah. So. Well, we're talking today with Isaiah Schaefer about his wonderful dog, Megan, and we're going to come right back after these messages and continue talking because there are lots more questions that I know I have for Isaiah. So please listen to these messages from our sponsors and we'll be right back. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, Candid pictures of you and your pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. It's time for school for you and your friends, your furry best friends. Train your dog the fun and easy way with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Teacher's Pet host Pia Silvani teaches you step-by-step how to train your dog the fun and easy way. You get eight 30-minute live audio training sessions, complete transcripts of each session, plus a basic training manual to get you and your dog off to a great start. Training begins the moment you bring your dog home. Teacher's Pet Sessions offers positive reinforcement training to shape your dog's behavior and encourages upbeat, enthusiastic responses to ensure that your dog will enjoy learning. Teacher's Pet Sessions dog training is fun at both ends of the leash. So listen, learn, and laugh with your dog with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Get your copy of Teacher's Pet Sessions Volume 1 today. To order, go to teacherspetsessions.com. Hi, this is Pia Salvani, your host. Bring your dog, tug toy, and treats, and get ready to have some fun. Teacherspetsessions.com. New York, the glitz, the glamour, the exciting Muttropolis, the sparkling kitty city that never sleeps. Join us each week for Pets in the City with your host, Diane West. Celebrity pet sightings, hot events, and news and reviews with the hottest movers, shakers, and tail waggers in New York. So take a bite out of the Big Apple with Pets in the City every week on demand only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. And today we're talking to Isaiah Schaefer, a veteran of the Iraq War, and he's talking to us about puppies behind bars and his amazing assistance dog, Megan. 
so we were talking, you were saying about puppies behind bars and the great follow-up that they've been doing, um, the mm-hmm. services that you needed in, in making sure that Megan is doing everything that you need. So right. if someone else was interested in getting a dog, what would you tell them, Isaiah, to think about? Well, I know I have spread the word right now. You need to, what I thought about, I live in a one-bedroom apartment. I have a baby on the way, I, which, by the way, I never used to be able to have a relationship before Megan. I wouldn't be able to even leave the house to talk to a woman because I just, you know, was too scared uh, because of the PTSD. Megan is definitely a, a chick magnet, but that's not the reason why we want to get her. Get, 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 get <laughs> I was about to say that, that they were chick magnets. That's what I've heard. They are, but, and I always feel like a jerk because uh, you'll have some real cute girl come up and she'll go, can I pet her? And I'm like, no, she's working. And then I sound like a jerk, you know? But, uh,. <laughs> No, but I, I have a baby on the way, and I have one-bedroom apartment, but my advice to anyone would be, you know, think it through, but it was probably one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life. Um, I live real close to a park, so we go to a park every day, and she gets her exercise, and she loves it, and she becomes a puppy, and as soon as that vest goes on, she knows she's working. So, I mean, my, my advice to any uh, injured Marine, soldier, sailor, not even injured, not even wounded, um, if you have any sort of, you think something's just not right, you know, you come back from the war and something's just not right. You're not yourself. I was watching something recently from the Wounded Warriors uh, and Semper Fi Fund that they gave me. And it was, it's okay if you're not okay. And that's the message we're trying to spread today to yeah. all Marine soldiers and sailors. Is that it's okay if you're not okay. And a lot of guys want to push it down and hold it back, but it's going to come up. You know, it's going to come up. Yeah. So if you have any sort of symptoms or or you just feel like something's not right, you know what, visit or, or talk to your commanding officers or talk to a psychiatrist, talk to the VA, um, and just see what's going on. Um, they're not going to dope you up like I thought they were going to do to me. Um, they're going to get you the help you need. And if you're interested in the dogs, uh, go to www.puppiesbehindbars.com and fill out an application. I did that, and I heard back real quick. I mean, now it's starting to get a little bit more popular, so the waiting list is, is there, but you know, the severity of your PTSD and if you even want all that, they take that all that into consideration and they match you with a dog based on your personality also. Mm-hmm. So well, that, I mean, I'm, that just, dog, it, I'm blown away ahead. by how quickly you got your dog. Because I got when her I, very quickly. That's amazing because when I got on the waiting list, when I got my first service dog, it, they told me it was a four-year waiting list. Wow. And I, I actually waited over a year before I got my dog, it was almost close to two years. But luckily, wow. yeah. So I am so thrilled for you that you yeah, got your I got her within a month and a half or something like that. That it is awesome. Incredible. Yeah, that is incredible. Yeah, that's really wonderful because it, usually people have to wait so long. But I'm so glad for veterans that you're not having to wait that long. Yeah, that's awesome. There's some that have to wait, but no, it's not a lot of us. So how has access issues been for you? Do people understand that's, Megan's that's role? That's what I wanted to talk about. I, I love talking about that. And, and you know as well as I do. I've checked out, you know, you know I've listened to your radio shows. And I've listened to Wayne, uh, Mr. Tuttle, um, talk and about access. And he has a, he has a bat up there in, in Canada. I mean, they, they don't even have the ADA yet. Um, uh, they have some sort of it, but the ADA here still, still, I mean, mom and pop shops, Mom and pop shops here in Fredericksburg, Virginia, give me more access. I went into the DMV the other day, 
the Department of Veteran or Motor Vehicles here in Virginia, mm-hmm. and I was told I had to leave with my dog. Yeah. I said no. I said no, sir. By federal law, I can stay with my dog. I'm just trying to renew my license. And he said, "Well, are you blind?" And I was filling out a piece of paper at the time, and I was like, "Nope, not blind." I said, "I'm just trying to get my license renewed." He said, well, we usually don't allow dogs in here. I said, sir, she's a service dog. She works for my disabilities. And uh, then he asked what my disabilities were. And I said, well, by federal law, I don't have to tell you that. And uh, this upset him. But the go- on the good side is he called me up to the front right after that. Didn't even finish out, fill out paperwork. Got my night license for him. I was out of the DMV right away. So yeah. I was only in there for five minutes. But it still felt like a discriminatory thing. And the public access, I get it all the time because wounds aren't visible. You know, I was wounded in the leg, and I have a traumatic brain injury. And I also, and the PTSD, that's what she's mainly for, the PTSD. And that's not a visible wound. Exactly. Um, uh, And people think, you know, this guy, usually what I hear, you know, the little mutters here and there at the Walmart or or wherever is, you know, oh, he's training that dog. Right. <laughs> and she's training me is what is going on. So. Right. Um, but the public access here in Fredericksburg, Virginia, not too bad. Uh, it was at first when I first got back with Megan, but now I'm starting to be known as a, a face with a service dog. And, um, you know, as a Marine, as a Marine attitude, I tend to get a little frustrated is the word um, when I'm denied mm-hmm. uh, access. And, yeah, you know, don't uh, feel bad. I feel the same way. And even as, because I'm a wheelchair user, and right. even me, my disability's really visible, but people still are uneducated and, yeah. about service dogs. It's, it's that dog can't come in here. And I'm exactly. like, that dog, that dog is a, <laughs> basically a person. So don't even talk to her like that. She knows exactly, exactly. what you're saying. <laughs> so, yep. And if they do let you in, you know, you, you'll have the problem of, oh, well, he has a dog. Um, let's sit him in the back. Right. Yeah. You know, right. Or let's sit him at this chair. Or you know, and I'm like, no, I want to sit up front. I want to sit up front where everyone else is. Right. So it, it's just, it's very frustrating. And I have, you know, unfortunately in the beginning, I still had my anger issues. Megan's calmed me down from that a lot, and that is the part of the symptom of PTSD is anger. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't know where that emotion comes from. You don't know why it just came up, and all that sort of things. And you know, when people would deny me access, I'd be like, okay, well, I'll see you in court, and I'd walk out. Yeah, and then I'd call the supervisor and be like, "Why is American veterans being denied access to your your facility? Is it something you don't like about our war? Or is it something?" And, oh, sir, we're sorry, we're sorry, we'll get on that right away. You know, um, <laughs> little things like that. You know, and I, I, of course, I'm I'm my mother's child, so the frustration level is also up there, along with well being a marine. But the access now, um, I, I I walked to a restaurant last night and instantly the, the manager brought my my dog a uh, brought Megan a, a bowl of water that he knew it was hot out. And I was like, thanks, sir. Appreciate it. And he goes, oh, I love it. I love it. We have another service dog that comes in here all the time. And he goes, he goes we love the dogs in here. That's so great. So there's places that, that's nice, but then you still get denied access sometimes. And, yeah. I, you know, I just automatically say, by federal law with the ADA, you cannot deny me from being in here. Or do you have identification yeah. or vested identification? I don't yes. have to show you anything. I know. I think so, that's the I hardest part. I, I really, it really, think, really is. Yeah, so I, I really do. Yeah, it is, and it's when you least expect it too. When you're like, yep. you know, on the way to the grocery store, you got to get something, you got to get out, and it's yep. always somebody that will confront you, and that's really hard. And how to educate someone 
and also, you know, be respectful of yourself and of your dog. And, and you don't want you don't want to get a bad name out there for service dogs, so you can't be a jerk. Right, know? right. Um, so, like for example, with the DMV guy, I walked out to my car. I got a pamphlet from Puppies Behind Bars that is all about the program. I walked back into the general manager of that department. I slapped him, uh, not slapped him. I slapped him. <laughs> I didn't slap him. I slapped the paper down on the desk in front of him, and I said, here, sir, now you can educate yourself so you don't feel American veterans with uh, disabilities feel so unwelcome here in D- DMVs. And I did it very respectfully, and I did it very, you know, it was, it, I got my point across. Yeah. And uh, yeah. then I called his general, his district manager, and she said, he will be reading that pamphlet tonight, sir. We apologize, you know, all this sort of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. But, but well, I try I, to do it respectfully now. I try to, you know, educate instead of being right. me, you know. Right. And I look at it as, you know, I've been given such an amazing gift of my service exactly. dog that I feel like it's my responsibility and my duty to educate other people, especially children. I love to talk to children about my service dog because they're so curious and they're the future. So I look yep. at when I talk to a child, it's a way better investment um, really than talking to an adult because they're the I ones that are agree. Gonna, Yeah. That are going to carry that forward and really make the difference. I have uh, I have a bunch of nieces and nephews, and we teach them. I've taught them when she has her vest on, we can't pet her. But when she has her vest off, you can pet her all you want. And so they tell their friends, and their friends tell their friends, "Oh, she has her vest on. Don't pet her." You know, that's right. Like that. They but, get and, it. And then you'll get the educated side of society that goes, "That's a working dog. We can't pet her." With the mom talking to the child, um, right? And I have a soft spot for kids anyway, so I'll just have Megan go to a sit, and I'll say, you can come pet her. Come on, come pet her, and all that sort of stuff, and and uh, I have a soft spot. I love watching the kids' faces when they pet Megan because she's so soft. She's so lovely, and if yeah. they have food on their mouths, like from, from lunch or whatever, Megan loves them even more, so. <laughs> um, but I have a soft spot for kids. Yeah, uh, yeah. But they're they're learning it, and, and the schools are educating them now too. And this dog has a vest on; we don't pet them. I mean, my my youngest uh, or my oldest niece, Tori, she uh, she's been taught that. She's been taught that in school. So, mm-hmm. and so, do you have an opportunity to volunteer with Puppies Behind Bars to do any kind of educational presentations um, or outreach? Right now, right now we're having a. It's called Dog Crazy, and it's in downtown Fredericksburg. And it's run by a lady named Nancy. And I talked to her about something. And she's doing, you know, it's like gingerbread houses. Mm-hmm. Um, she's doing dog bone houses. Oh, and uh-huh. And the, yeah, the best one is going to win. All the proceeds, everything, is going to go toward Puppies Behind Bars. And I will be there that day to educate the public, to tell them what Puppies Behind Bars is all about. And it's downtown Freyford, so it's going to be busy, real busy. So that's, you know, I'm trying to get with... with uh, certain businesses and whatnot, just so they can get the word out there. I, I'm getting pamphlets from public and bars to put all around town, just to educate. You know, that's great. Um, that's my biggest goal is to educate, so that the next veteran with with a dog won't have so much assholes. And I don't that's mind going great. through all this as long as the next veteran doesn't have so many assholes. So, well, it's like you said. I mean, you mentioned some of the extreme costs. It's over twenty thousand dollars to train a dog like Megan. So, any money that people can donate, um, and also Anything. for your travel expenses and for the yep. follow up care. I mean, it just amazes me how these nonprofit organizations raise all of that money to support. I don't know people. how they put it. And you know, we were on Oprah 
uh, not we, not me and Megan, Puppies Behind Bars was on, Glenn Close was on, was on Oprah. Uh-huh. Uh, representing Puppies Behind Bars about three weeks ago. And it was, it's, I mean, if you go to, I'm sure it's on the internet somewhere. But, you know, and if you go to that, and then there's, uh, they have a chewy toy that all pro or the proceeds from buying that chewy toy for your dog. Um, it's a boot. It's a combat boot, but it's red, white, and blue with a rope attached to it. And uh, Megan loves it. I got a free one. But um, <laughs> I saw that. I one. actually yeah. ordered that. Yeah. You really? Yeah. Well, I did. It's, it's, yes. It's better yes. than her chewing on my my shoes, which she doesn't do. But I mean, she might grab a sandal <laughs> once in a while. But um, I'd rather chew on the uh, the rubber boot that I bought for. But those, you know, two dollars of those proceeds go to puppies behind bars. And, and yeah. close, she did a. A big session on Oprah just to try to get the donations, and and they got calls and they got donations and they got everything, and you know, you know even in this dog house or this dog bone building house thing, these donations are going to go there, and that might just even be a bag of food for that dog for the week, right? You know, but it's every something. little bit helps absolutely. You, every exactly no in no donation run, is too small. Yeah, right. In the long run, the veteran is going to going going to come away from this a better man. And he's not going to end up losing his family, or you know, in some some cases, uh, unfortunately, uh, some cases of PTSD veterans have taken their own lives because they just can't deal yeah. with it. So yeah. any proceeds help, you know. Oh, um, absolutely. Get a dog into into one of these Marines' hands, or soldiers' hands, or sailors' hands. So. Um, well, Isaiah, I just can't thank you enough for being with us today and talking to us about your experiences and about puppies behind bars, and of course, Megan. We're just Absolutely. so, so appreciative for the service that you've given to us in our country. Thank you so My much pleasure. for your sacrifice and for what you're doing to educate people about service dogs and changing the lives of veterans and, and dogs and the inmates. I mean, it's just a yep. win-win all the way around. So thank all you around. so much. And I'll tell our listeners that Isaiah shared with us some great photos that will be posted on our website so you can see him and you can also see Megan. So I hope yeah, that you'll comment. Check out. Yeah, check those out at petliferadio.com under Working Like Dogs. And we just like to take this time to thank you, our listeners, for joining us and thank our sponsors for supporting Working Like Dogs. And if you have any comments or feedback for us, please feel free to email that to me at marcy at petliferadio.com. So thank you so much, everyone, for being with us today, and we look forward to being with you again very soon. Take care. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.